So, John, we are we're back after oh, three or four weeks. I think we've had a lot of you've had a lot of stuff going on, and then I've had stuff going on. Um, but we're back. We are back. Uh, that's what's important. Yeah, well, we've got you know. There's important news that we have to we have to talk to people about. We have to talk about first and foremost about PSVR two. Mm-hmm. I, I know you have thoughts, and I have thoughts. Um, what's what's your take on the five? What is it? Five hundred and fifty dollar PSVR two. <laughs> Do you know what? what? <laughs> Beyond anything else, and, and you know, I know that this is what you know VR stuff sort of costs, and I kind of expected it, but seeing it. You know, they're actually telling me that's how much it is. I'm like, there is just no world I'm going to be able to justify this for myself anytime soon. No, I'm kind of the same way. Yeah, I, I'm kind of the same way. And I, I I think about the original PSVR, which I did eventually get. Mm-hmm. And, and I kind of regretted it, really. I mean, there were some fun games. There were a few things. There was that game where you're pretending to be at work. You're a robot and you're at work. I forget what it was called. Uh, yeah, I know the one. Uh, yeah, I know the one you're on about. Yeah, there's that um, one, and Fruit Ninja was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but a lot of the games felt like demos, and they were really short. Yeah, not that great, and it was four hundred dollars back then. That original one, and I'm looking at this one. I have to spend some more time looking at the games, but until until there's a crit- I, I wouldn't even think about it until there were some really attractive games, and I haven't seen anything that has really caught my eye. No, and this has been my problem, even with the first one, you know, because you can, if you look around, you could pick up a secondhand PSVR for, you know, what I would say reasonable money, like maybe I've seen them sort of 100, 150 pound or something, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe with a couple of games. And and even at that price, I look at it and I'm like, okay, so I'd play, you know, Astro's, Astrobot, whatever the Astrobot game is, um, that really interests me, and... I think there's like an Iron Man game and as you say, your Fruit Ninja, stuff like that. But there hasn't, there wasn't like a, a a killer game that's like, oh no, you have to play this. Like I feel like Astro Bot was probably the closest to that. Yeah. Um, but I'm not going to pay that much money for for what is essentially a controller to play like one game or a couple of games. And I, I know there's some people that get really, really excited about VR and they think it's like the future of gaming and all of this kind of stuff. I just don't see it. I think, I think VR is, is it does have a lot of applications, like even outside of gaming, but like, and you can do interesting experiences, but I just don't think you're ever going to see like VR sort of have this critical mass where there's like incredible triple-a games coming out like every every week or every two weeks or something like that yeah i mean that's part of the problem is especially if this thing is 550 dollars it's you know there have been i think i read there have been 25 million ps5 sold you got to imagine that this that this accessory which costs more than a ps5 itself is Mm -hmm. going to be a small fraction of that market of that 25 million market and for game developers, unless they're really being subsidized by Sony, is it worth it to them to really make full-on games? You know, like Horizon Zero Dawn has a mode or, or a section or whatever coming out, which would be interesting, but it's not like a full-on separate game or anything. And, and that's kind of what I mean. It's like a lot of them feel like tech demos or, you know, uh, preview sneak peek type of releases and not mm-hmm. really full-on games. 
Absolutely. I mean, you know, I've used uh, I used the original PSVR at a friend's house, um, yeah. and he had um, he had like the steering wheel with all the force feedback and all of this stuff. And do you know, yeah, it was really fun, and it was a more interesting experience than just playing it. You know, if you're just staring at a TV screen, because it, you know, if you move your head and you can look around and stuff like that, right? But it doesn't. I mean, firstly, I wouldn't sit down and, and you know use VR for you know say eight hours if I was having a big day of you know playing games. I'm maybe going to use it for like one or two hours at a time. Like it's just too, it's too much. Like it, you know, you've got the controllers and you've got the headset and the whole thing. It, it, it really, it just doesn't do it for me. Um, and as you say, it costs more than the PlayStation. Um, it's like. I understand why it costs that much because you know it, all of this stuff is is still sort of new and it's very advanced and stuff like that. Right. But um, as you say, twenty five million PS fives or whatever it is, they're not going to get even close to a decent percentage of that to make it worthwhile for non Sony studios to develop decent games with it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess we'll see. I mean, the, I think you know. All that said. The hardware does sound really nice. The I think the um, you know the headset has like a higher resolution than even like the Quest Two. You are tethered. You are tethered to your PS Five, which I guess is a downside. But there's reasons for that. I mean, there's practical reasons for that. But you know, it. I I think it's just going to be. I think a five hundred and fifty dollar VR headset going into what is you know difficult economic times in a lot of countries is going to be a really tough sell yeah definitely um playstation have announced something that's a much easier sell for what's that a lot of people and this is a set of god of war field notes notebooks i didn't Um, realize this that they they have this huh yeah i i didn't it was only because i saw somebody tweeting about it today that i'd even heard about it um, so this is a set of, um, oh, do you know, I'm looking at the PlayStation website, I'm like, I don't know how to get to this. Um, ah, PlayStation gear, if I click this, okay. it's just, okay, it's locked up my browser. Uh, so I'll just describe <laughs> it to you. <laughs> oh, I just, uh, I just did a, yeah, I just did a, uh, a search for it. A yeah. So this is, a, it's it. a set of, what is it like eight? I think it's eight field notes, notebooks. Yeah. It looks like nine actually. Nine. Um, that that would be the nine realms yeah. of the. Um, this is a little bit closer. This is like fifty dollars. I can afford this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm going to because I've I've had field notes before and I just tend to not use them. But these are really nice. <laughs> this is pretty neat. I mean, I used to go. You know, field notes was based in Chicago, or they still are, and I would go to their shop every now and then because it was like a, I don't know, like a fifteen minute walk from where I worked and they always had really cool stuff in there that you could buy and this is like big time that they're working with Sony oh yeah absolutely I mean I I know I know they've done some sort of co-branded stuff before but usually it's usually it's just them selling it like this is like PlayStation Twitter account was tweeting about this and like you can buy this worldwide on their store I mean yeah this is huge for them yeah, I mean, because they're usually, I mean, they Field Notes has always been kind of a niche thing, more of a like a, a hipster thing. 
this is uh, this is mm-hmm. very main you know mixing with a very mainstream brand and a mainstream game and it, i mean they look really nice i like them um i don't think i i was once into the field notes and i have far too many field notes books that i will probably never write in because i just don't write with a pen anymore but it it does it does come in handy to have them once in a while i give them to my kids or i throw one in a backpack when i'm traveling and stuff like that but um, I kind of gave up that habit. I even subscribed for a little while because you can subscribe to their various, you know, releases. And people get really into collecting them because there can be some really, uh, some of them are actually very valuable if they were limited edition type things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I had to laugh because this is sort of, you know, field notes sort of crossover quite well with the sort of things we're into. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, is it, I think the the, part, the, uh, the Venn diagram of those people is basically a circle. Uh, it's like oh, basically yeah. just two circles on top of each other. Um, but when I initially Googled for this, the first article I found was like a mainstream, you know, gaming website. Um, and, and the headline was something like, um, Sony wants you to pay $50 for some graph paper. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a very strange, you know, because clearly, you know, field notes are very popular, but they're not what I would call a mainstream no. product. I'm not sure I would meet people in my life that would know what they are. Right. Um, so it was kind of funny to see the mainstream press just being like, yeah, there's these weird little notebooks with God of War on. Like, yeah. And I'm sure they'll sell loads of them anyway. Oh, I think um, they will. You know, I think they will. Yeah, I actually was at their offices for a live taping of the Pen Addict one time when, mm-hmm. the, when the Relay folks were in town and uh, Federico was there too. It was when the Release Notes conference was in Chicago. It was the last year they did the conference. And uh, we all hung out at their offices and... And the pen addict got taped, so that was kind of fun. But uh, yeah, it's uh, they have a really neat hipster, you know, kind of office on the on the west side of the Loop in Chicago, and really neat place. These uh, these look like cool little notebooks. Are you excited about that game? Uh, do you know? I'm, do you know why I'm not? Because I never finished the first one. Mm. <laughs> I started it, um, and my initial reaction was, "This is way too difficult," because um, it definitely has a sort of I mean, there's no guns, but, like, the enemies are bullet sponges, basically. Oh, yeah, um, no doubt. Um, so I, I sort of came back to it a few weeks later, I think, and I turned the difficulty right down because I thought, you know, I just want to enjoy this game. Um, and I still, I just found, like, there was there was so much to do that I just sort of felt overwhelmed by it. Oh, no, I, I just never really finished it. Oh, um, all right, all right. Yeah, I actually just started it last weekend. Um, and I, I liked it a lot, although I only played through to, like, I guess it was the second boss when the uh, the guy comes and visits your house, and, right, and you have no yeah. idea why he's there. It's like, oh, this guy's super hard to kill. Yeah, yeah. That I I remember that specifically being like it was really bit, hard the, the first time I played it, and I was like, oh my god, what's going on? Like, you know, I'm a dude with an axe. I should be able to kill this guy. Yeah, yeah. It's really hard. Um, but it, I mean, it's a it's a gorgeous game. It looks really mm. good. And it's very nice on the PS5. I I started playing it because we've had it. My kids have played it, and I hadn't played it before. And the new game's coming, and I wanted to see if I thought I would like the new game. I don't have the time to really go through the first one and then do the second one too. So I'm not really sure what I'm going to do. Plus, you know, like uh, Pokemon Scarlet and, uh, and Violet is coming out in just I don't know a few 
two and a half weeks, something like that. But uh, And that's really what I want to play more than anything else. So I don't know what I'm going to do with Ragnarok. I think I'll probably play it, but I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I don't finish it. Uh, or maybe I save it for later in the winter or something. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go back to God of War at some point. I mean, I, I had the same thing happen to me with The Last of Us the first time I ever tried to play that. Um, I think mm-hmm. I tried to start that two or three times and it just, you know, whether I wasn't in the mood or like it just didn't or whatever. But then like when I did get into it, like I loved it. I pretty much sat there for two days straight playing it. Um, so well, I, I can totally, because you know, God of War uh, seems re- like the kind of game that I would remaster. like. Right. right <laughs> yeah, right. it's on my list. It's just not going down in price right now. <laughs> <laughs> right the the remastered remaster yeah the remastered remaster of the game yeah exactly um <laughs> well I, i've been meaning i've been meaning to play it too and i haven't done mm-hmm. so either i'm just kind of getting to that point of the year where i can i, I can find the time to do all that but um it's uh you know as as the mac os review is out at mac stories i don't have that on my plate anymore and once I'm caught up with all the stuff I put off, I should be in good shape for the winter to play some games, but not quite there yet. No. Um, so we got the one other little weird sort of story that you sent me. Um, I couldn't see the article you sent me because I was like, I think it's because I'm in the EU or something. No, um, it's here too. It's behind the San Francisco Chronicle paywall. Oh, uh, okay. But I did find another article because I couldn't work out what this startup was. Um, but they, they've come up with some ink that disappears after like 15 or 18 months or something for tattoos, um, which is is very strange. But are you able to see like that whole article that you sent me or is it sort no, of just locked completely? It's mostly locked. I liked. I, I thought it was funny because the premise of the story, at least the summary of it, was that this startup came up with this temporary ink that's supposed to go away. So, you know, you're not like full on committing to a tattoo, but Mm -hmm. turns out not so much. It actually is permanent and people are complaining because their tattoos are not fading away. And what, what caught my eye about it was just how bad the tattoo was that they used as an example, because it was like, uh, you know, it's supposed to be two hands clutching a heart. I think that that's an, uh, that's an Irish, um, Clatter ring. They put that on clatter rings in Ireland, and I I know there's a significance to it, but I don't know the the background of it. But in any event, the hands don't look like hands at all. They look like wrenches or like robotic hands. It's it's just a very very poorly done tattoo. And somebody you know, be bad enough if you had a bad temporary tattoo, but now it turns out it's not so temporary. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I was kind of looking at this and, it, it, you know, it says the ink's composed of biodegradable polymers that dissolve naturally. And like all I can think is like as somebody who's got, you know, actual sort of conventional tattoos. Right. I'm like, even those, like, especially with fine lines and stuff like they can fade and, sure, you know, and, and, and I'm like, I just can't see how, you know, let's say this fades in, say, 12 months. It's like, I can't believe, it's not like it's going to be 11 months and then it just disappears. It's going to, like, get significantly worse in that 12-month period. Um, you know, you're certainly yeah. not going to have a nice tattoo for those whole 12 months. Yeah, I yeah, I, I just thought it was kind of a funny story. I mean, it was one of those, you know, galaxy brain ideas. What if everybody had tattoos that just instantly went away in 12 months? 
Yeah, maybe we can disrupt the tattoo market. Which, yeah, which is such a straight. I'm not sure that's a market that needs disruption. No, I don't think so. I don't think it's right uh, for disruption. But it was. I don't know. Uh, if, you, if you're thinking of getting a temporary one, you know, just just go wild. Just get a permanent one. See what happens. You'll be but, fine. There you go. Or, you, or just use, you know, if you really want temporary, just go with the ones that you put a little water on that are like stickers, yeah. elaborate stickers. Just go that way. It'll be. It'll be, you know, that, that you know, will come off in the shower next time you, you go to the, you take a shower. <laughs> yeah, or, you know, grab a Sharpie, get a friend, just have a little, have yeah. a little party and... <laughs> Draw some squiggles on your arm, you know. That'll satisfy the urges. Yeah. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you know, just get somebody to, like, punch you in the arm so it actually hurts afterwards. And it's basically the same as a normal tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, well, um, I don't know if I've got anything else, you know. It's, I feel like we've been away four weeks, and it's it's been fairly quiet other than uh, Mr. Mister Man buying Twitter, but I'm not sure if that's really the conversation for now. <laughs> no, and even if it is, by the time you uh, edit this, even if it's only an hour from now, everything will have changed, so it'll oh, be out of date instantly. Yeah, when we'll save that for a couple of weeks when things might have, I don't know, either settled down or Twitter doesn't exist anymore or something. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Or, or everyone's verified. I don't know. I can't remember how it's working. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Cool. I'll uh, speak to you in a couple of weeks. All right. Later.